Welcome, Soul Tribe, to Deep Soul Awakenings with your hosts, Chastity Ryan and Millie Franco. Get ready to shed some light on the unspoken aspects of spiritual and healing journeys. Hey, guys, and welcome to this week's episode. Uh, it's good to be back. Millie, I missed you. <laughs> I missed back, my love. <laughs> missed you. So, um, yeah, let's just, you know, dive right in like we always do. Um, there, There's just been certain things that, you know, energetically have been, I guess, prominent, just like a, a theme, if you will. Yeah. Also, the energy is just high energy yeah. right now. And I feel like this is a type of energy where everyone is affected. Mm-hmm. Spiritual, not spiritual, channel, not channel, everyone. Yeah. But what it's doing is for those who are not aware of it and, and, and are not conscious of it, it's literally just like heightening the energy that they are. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for a lot of the people that we come across, there's a lot of anger everywhere. Yeah. And I feel like for it's been a while, like this month has been very high energy and I feel like there's just so much more of an increase of like anger everywhere with people that like I've come across and like being in New York mm-hmm. and like just people on the train and like I feel like everybody's very not everyone because not all of us but I would say more of the people who are asleep mm-hmm. are very like aggressive in a sense it's it's very grounding energy you know what's interesting is like people are like oh I you know I, I want to ground I want to feel grounded but the thing about grounding also is that it forces you to face the things that oftentimes we don't want to face um, grounding energy is basically when the rose colored glasses come off Mm -hmm. and you see things for what they really are. So for a lot of people, especially like you said, people that are below the veil of consciousness, that can be disheartening, that can be uncomfortable and even, you know, evoke anger. Yeah. It's triggering. Yeah. Because some people just don't want to face certain things. Uh, and and that's just what it's designed for. That's what grounding is, is to connect, uh, not just with, you know, Mother Earth, of course, but it's also to connect with yourself and ground all the things that have been up here in your brain, just mm-hmm. scrambling. And, you know, it, it's when we... Uh, we're in a space of practicality. We're in a yeah. space of realism, you know, yeah. often I like time. to think of it as like a moment of presence where right. you're present mm-hmm. in your life. And then that's usually the moment where you're like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's true. <laughs> and that's why, you know, like everybody's just thinking, you know, uh, grounding is just, you know, walking bare feet on the grass. It's not, it's not just that guys. It's, you know, it, it's just coming to terms where with who you are and where you are, like you said, in the present moment. And like for a lot of people, that could be a, a not not so great thing, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it's it brings a lot of things to the surface with it. Yeah. And then, I mean, for a lot of us, you know, there are so many things that we've been through that we don't realize that we're holding on to. 
So for many people, you know, they're they're operating operating from wounds. So you're in this grounding energy. You're operating from this wound, this wound that you have deep inside of you. You're present in the moment. You're seeing your life for what it is, but you're unable to see your life from an outside view, uh, you know, a detached view to actually see the bigger picture. So you're still very much in it. You're still very much in like, this is happening to me. And you're just being like engulfed in this energy, essentially like you're being grounded in this energy. And it's almost like filled and consumed with this energy that you don't really know what to do with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's a very good point because that's another thing grounding energy can overwhelm because it's it's bringing everything that's been up in higher states of consciousness into the 3d and that could literally weigh on you yeah you know if you don't know how to uh you know balance that if you don't know how to um you know, work with that, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of times all this stuff just comes down and you're like, what do I do with it? And, oh my God, and you're freaking out yeah. <laughs> and you're just That's so, why does this keep happening to me? I don't understand the victimhood. And go, <laughs> yeah. And then it turns into those spirals of life happening to you. And meanwhile, yeah. to me, it's always like when I have my moments where I'm like, oh shit, like I'm overwhelmed. There's a lot going on. And I'm like, okay, okay, let me stop. Let me breathe because you got to breathe because most of us aren't breathing. And I don't mean breathe through your mouth. I mean, breathe through your nose and into your diaphragm and out through your nose and tell your body that you're safe first and think, you know, what is this trying to teach me? What am I triggered by? What's coming up right now? What's trying to be brought to the surface? Because if you can calm yourself in that moment, instead of being consumed by the energy, you can work past it and then release it and then really feel that calm grounding energy Mm -hmm. yeah and that I feel what's very important at least at at this time for me what's been helping is movement you know even if it's just going for a walk the simplest thing just going if if, just going outside for a quick walk you know just taking it all in it helps so much. Yeah. So many times, you know, like, because uh, we got so many things going on and we, we just need to clear. And I think that's what it is. Yeah. People life don't... is going to life. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, so many times when we tend to make excuses and I know, and I'm speaking, I'm speaking in a choir here. When I say this, there was moments where I just like, you know, I got too many things going on. I, I, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't have the time. I don't have the time. And I would just make those excuses. But all you need is like a couple of minutes out of the day just yeah. to center yourself and just like kind of ground and clear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's all you really need to do. Like you said, even if it's just taking a several deep breaths, that, ladies and gents, is clearing. Yeah. That is the purpose of breathing exercises yeah okay so yeah I think that's the biggest part it's like you know when we're 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 putting all these blockages up when we're resisting where we're making excuses blah 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 that is when um it just the fan yeah and it (laughs) builds it builds yeah you know it's just it's it builds 
you know shit upon shit upon shit and yeah. then you're just That's like so <laughs> you know and it I, I mean I can't even tell you like how many times it's happened to me where I'm just like you know I can't I don't I you know I can't do this right now I got this to do that to do and I'll get so preoccupied with you know whether it was work deadlines and you know personal things going on yeah. and then I would just put my self-care to the to the, to the wayside yeah not and even the, look back at it you're five yeah. blocks ahead and it's still back on like freaking 45th street and you're like on 51st and mm-hmm. you can't even see it anymore you know right and then that's when you know like i i say you get that cosmic kick in the ass you know where something will be something will knock you into you know that space of being forced yeah, to have to do this feel like a kick in the ass it'll feel like back pain feel like it will. your knees hurting for me oh man when I avoid my shit I get this pain in my knees mm. where it's like I can't even get out of bed mm. it hurts so freaking bad yeah. and then when I'm like all right shit I got this pain it's coming back like if I go to the doctor the doctor's not gonna have a freaking answer for me I know that this is because I'm not paying attention to my stuff mm-hmm and then I'll work through it and then it'll go away. But yeah. like for me, calming is like, I go sit by the water. Mm-hmm. I talk to you guys all the time about like, I, I'm, I'm definitely heavy in the ancestor work and I believe in my ancestors. And that's who I call on pretty consistently every day. And bodies of water are considered um, what's called umdao. So it's like ancestral mother spirits. Mm-hmm. And I find the water to be very calming. So Same. when I'm that nurturing feeling, right? I, I'm just going to tell you, that's one thing that I miss about, you know, being in New York when mm-hmm. I was, that I can just hop on a bus or a train and then I'll be by the river or I'll be at the beach. You know, mm-hmm. everything was a bus or train right away. Here, it's a three-hour drive. Yeah. What yeah. we do have is lakes, you know, and like ponds and things like that. Little small rivers or mm-hmm. bubbly brooks, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, what we do have out here, interesting enough, in my area is waterfalls. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, there's one that's actually not too far away. Um, we have a, a state park, Hangy Rock State Park has a beautiful waterfall. And it's not that far away. But um, and there is actually a river here not too far i think it's calling you boo yeah yeah water (laughs) let me tell you the beach girl i need to be by the ocean i need beach therapy yeah like a thousand percent (laughs) i go to the beach and i'm like all right i need to go on the beach and i need to dunk myself in the water and i need to talk to the spirit of the ocean and be like Mm -hmm. all this energy that's on me that's not my energy that's not working for me that's not for my highest good take it off please cleanse me of it what I do is, is I walk into the ocean, I dump myself and then I walk back out yes. and I won't look at the ocean until I sit down because I'm like, okay, I'm leaving all of that shit there. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking with me. I'm not looking back and it's done. Yeah. It's off me. It's gone. Yeah. And, and you know, one thing to consider, like when you're in the water, like when you're immersed in ocean water specifically, um, there has to be a level of trust, mm-hmm. you know, and respect for the ocean. You know what I mean? Is a itself. It's it's a, absolutely she's a powerful force. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like I, when I get into the water, it's always me uh, trusting and respecting mm-hmm. the force, the power of of you know 
the ocean spirit and uh it's just something that like right now is what I need girl I need oh I need beach therapy like straight up it's calling you (laughs) it's calling you you started with I don't really have and then they were like no you do you got this and you got this and oh remember this and oh you got this one in a second Mm -hmm." yeah I mean like I said (laughs) but it's not the same like the ocean and I Mm -hmm. think what it is too I think it's our roots I think it's our ancestors our you know our Caribbean based roots because i Ever since I was a little girl, something about the ocean felt like home. And then yeah. when I went, when I went to Puerto Rico for the first time, it all made sense. Why mm. I always felt such a strong pull and connection with the ocean. Cause I'm my my roots are from an island. You yeah. know what I mean? And for so a lot of us, we come from islands. We may yeah. not have come from islands physically here, but in our ancestry, when we started we were by the water yeah absolutely my and my my great great grandmother is actually from haiti Mm. so i have roots there too and you know again caribbean roots so i think you know i connected those dots actually as an adult that it made perfect sense why i feel such a affinity for the sea yeah you know me too i I did my ancestry and i have a lot of of course, from Puerto Rico and Spaniard, because, you know, colonizer mm-hmm. blood, it never fails mm-hmm. to come through. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot of roots in Africa. And even mm-hmm. in the places that I looked up, it's literally all by the water, all mm-hmm. by the ocean. Yeah. Always by the ocean. And I'm like, thinking about my life as a kid, mm-hmm. I was a water baby. I would be in the ocean from the moment you took me to the beach to the moment you told me it was go- time to go home. And I would go home wet if I had mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And then in the moments in my life where I was trapped in my head and not doing too great, I wouldn't go to the ocean or I would go to the ocean and I wouldn't really get in it because mm-hmm. I wasn't really conscious of it. Yeah. And I wasn't really, I guess maybe like you said, you know, I wasn't maybe trusting of it. Mm-hmm. And then now as I'm on this healing journey and I'm working through my stuff, I crave it all day. Like, if it were up to me, like, let me work and I'll go sit on the beach and I'll give you everything you want. Just let me hear the ocean. Right. I don't know why, but I feel like as I get older, I might retire and be by like a like the shore. I think so. I, yeah. I tell people all the time I'm going to be the the old bitty in my son hat <laughs> who likes to talk to, right. to all of the youth and, and, and give them wisdom and, and tell them stories and stuff. Maybe with a little doobie, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I think think that's something that I would want in retirement. Even if I retire and don't move to like a beachy town, Mm -hmm. I do want like a beach house to go to. I think that's something that's really imperative for my later years for some reason. You will have. Yeah. You will have a beach house. If I will it so will it be <laughs> mm-hmm. manifest that shit you yeah know, you want it you 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 don't want it you will have it because it is required and right. that is why i required at that at, at that age i require a beach house mm-hmm. it's just something that i see for myself literally mm-hmm. i see the sea that's what i see yeah yeah <laughs> for me i think it's i just want like my son julian the other day was like mom can we just move to a place where people are nice Mm. and I was like hmm baby maybe not nice because I feel like 
there's a difference between nice and kind. Yeah. When you're nice, you're trying to be nice. People are Mm -hmm. taking advantage of you. You're doing things that you don't want to do. But when you're kind, you're being kind to people. But you're you have boundaries. You're not letting anybody fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can you can be in your power and be kind. And you know, I can like people say New Yorkers are kind. I'll help you carry your your stroller up the stairs, but maybe I won't smile at you, but I'm still being kind and helping you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or like, yeah, you'll find somebody in the street who'll help you when you're in a situation that is maybe not the best, but then they'll also put you in your place and be like, listen you know better than to be in that situation Mm -hmm. so you shouldn't have done that and i'm gonna help you but next time you should really think about it you know and when you're nice you don't do those things yeah so it's it's true there's like a real sincerity in acts of kindness Mm -hmm. versus niceness because you it's not always sincere it's not mm-hmm. always authentic from an authentic place that's true that's an interesting that's an interesting point yeah it you know now that I think I speak about with my nine-year-old so. <laughs> <laughs> listen I, I say it all the time we've had this conversation many times here that children are we can learn way more from them than he they can from us me. he teaches me every day my two-year-old teaches me every day my two-year-old will look at me and be like mom don't yell at Juju mom he's excited and I'll stop I'm like all right wait shit okay all right I'm, I'm, he's right I'm about to yell at him I'm a little frustrated you know mm-hmm. let's look at the situation and it'll usually be where we have somebody over that he hasn't seen in a long time and he's like sitting in the chair and he can't sit in the chair because he's so excited and he can't sit still and I'm like oh shit no he's excited thank you Eli Juju I know you're very excited my love you know and then the conversation shifts but it's like he's almost three he'll be three in another two months you know but what my, my three-year-olds can look at me and be like hey chill out breathe that's not what it is <laughs> you know and I'm just like oh hey you know what baby you just taught me to be present and not in my fields so thank you and I tell them all the time like hey baby you know what I needed that reminder thank you yeah because that's how they live 24 hours a day seven days a week yeah you know and and, and that's so why you have to, you know, allow them to, to be present. You know, so many times certain parents want to uh, repress that or control that about them. No, I, I feel like um, that's what keeps them pure and that's what helps their development, yeah. allowing them to, to have those present moments to be connected. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it's so imperative. It's so, so imperative for them in their, I, I feel very strongly in their development. Like I'm, I'm the same way when I, with my nieces and stuff, like when they're around me, I have my moments where I'm just caught up in, you know, whatever nonsense mm-hmm. I'm caught up in. And then they'll just, they'll say something that is so on point and so on time. Profound. That it's so <laughs> scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? I asked Eli yesterday, like, because um, I seen this thing and it was like um, where these parents were asking their toddler, like what the meaning of life was and like waiting to see if they would tell. But the baby would always be like, I know what it is, but I won't tell you. So last night I was like, hey, Eli, do you know the meaning of life? And right away he shakes said yes. And I was like, oh, and I was like, baby, you know the meaning of life? And he's like, yes. So I said, well, baby, what's the meaning of life? 
And he goes, mommy, love your friends. I said, oh, okay, baby. And then I was sitting there and I was like, you know, essentially we are, you know, divine energy, divine beings in a human existence. And we're here to love, to learn essentially what it is to be light and love in within a human body. And I was like, well, well, damn, <laughs> you know, like, all right. You know, and my thing is, is I, I believe in giving kids a voice. I don't care if the baby is just born because even just born, they can signify and they, they can tell you in different ways and communicate what it is that they need. And as they gain words, they tell you more of what they need. And I, I allow my boys to have a voice. And then in the situations where I can allow for them to decide something I do, you know, and I feel like a lot of times within this world that we live in, we are telling our kids so much not to have a voice. And then that's why we're, we end up growing into these adults who, you know, are struggling to speak their truth and struggling to just be who they are. And it's, it's literally because as children, we take away their voice. And I'm just like, nah, like, now my babies, my babies are always going to have a voice with me. If people would just see them for the present beings that they are instead of just oh they're kids and they need to stay in the child needs to stay in the child's place stay in your lane yeah if they would get out of that mindset and see the miraculous things that children do in the present moment it it's it's amazing like I was watching an episode um I've been binge watching Queer Eye I love that show on Netflix (laughs) yeah so they they choose someone to give um a makeover and um they coach them it's a whole process it's more than just a makeover they change their lives you know what I mean there was one specific girl on one episode uh she was adopted and she recently came out and she was shunned by her adopted family so not only was she given up for adoption but she was rejected by her adopted family for being gay. Okay. So this poor girl, this poor girl was rejected twice. So she was depressed and she felt like she had no identity. She had no sense of family um, because she felt, she felt like no matter where she goes, she's going to be rejected and not accepted. So the crew, the fab five, they found her um, biological sister that she hadn't seen in a couple of years. and um her sister had had a baby and the baby was probably like six months right so it was a surprise reunion right and they met up in a genealogical center which was really cool Mm -hmm. um and the baby this is this is what made me this is what made my tears come down because the baby went like this held out her arms to her aunt that she had not seen ever in mm-hmm. her entire life, reached out her arms. And then when sh- she picked her niece up for the first time, her niece just grabbed her face oh, my and just, and just, <laughs> and just stared at her. She just stared at her. Like she knew who she was. She recognized her. She recognized her soul. Yes. The baby was six months, just touched her face. Like she knew. Oh, that's she- they remember. When babies remember. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I that's what got me when I saw what I the baby hysterical. 
what the when the baby did that i was like oh my gosh look the baby just grabbed her face like auntie i i i'm so happy you're here like Mm -hmm. yes welcome back we love you yeah you're my you're my family yeah you're my family right that's what i felt there was something very cathartic when she touched her was like i'm your family right yeah I'm your family. You're my family. Mm-hmm. I reckon I see you. I recognize you. I love you. That, yeah. That's what, all of that. All she did was just touch her face, but that's you knew that's what I mean. Yeah. You knew what she, what she did with that. And I think it was that moment when she realized that she did have family. Yeah. It was something so profoundly healing with that. Wow. I I, I was like, tears was just coming down. Like, it was like, I, I, it was like waterworks. I was like, oh my God, the baby, the way she touched her and looked at her. And yeah. she stared right in her eyes, like, and, and touched her face. That's what they Oh my gosh. Her. It's like the knowing. Like, oh, I know you. I mm-hmm. remember you. I remember your energy, you know? It, and I, it, I feel like kids have that power, though. Cause right with like julian i see i tell julian all the time you know especially in his moments of anger baby you got to remember that you're here with a purpose and julian has this ability to just love wholeheartedly and like the way that he loves is just so pure and beautiful and so i'm all the time baby you you can't forget that you're love you can't forget that inside of you there is this beautiful light and this beautiful soul that is love And you are here to show everybody else and expand everybody else's understanding and perception of love. And then like I'll hold his chest and I'll talk to him. And it's like, he doesn't speak, but in the way that he lays and in the way that he breathes, it's like he remembers and he's calm. And then with Eli, I've had moments with Eli where I've been all over the place because honestly speaking, you know, we've, we've been through a lot as a family especially like the the first two years of his life and I remember there would just be some moments where he would do the same thing and he would hold my face in his little hands and just look at me and in that moment I would be calm and present and it was like all of the things that were in my head weighing me down would be lifted and I would just breathe and I think what I'm getting from this because what's heavily been on my mind is when you're in transition on this path you know when one phase has ended and you're in transition you know you're entering you know new territory it's that you know that fear of the unknown and questioning what's next or what do you have to do and you get kind of like you say you sort of spiral into that I think us talking about this, the key is really connecting with your inner child. Yeah. And and finding that moment of of presence. Yeah. And kids are fearless, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the key right now. You know, I think that's something, you know, now that I that you know, you and I have discussed this. Yeah. That's the conclusion that I'm drawing from this. Yeah. And I think, too, so. transition periods are like, you're about to open this brand new door. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to step your best foot forward. You want to be ready for whatever it is that's going to come. Mm-hmm. 
So we're going to have this transition period of stillness where it may feel like things are not moving because, you know, I'm also in a transition period and it feels like things are not moving, but they are. To, to have a solid foundation, you can't rush it. But in that moment of transition, if there's anything, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever the case may be, that is holding you back or is something that needs to be taken care of within that, trans that transition period, it's going to be brought up. Because when you open that door and you go to that next level, you want to make sure that all of you is present, mm -hmm. not just some parts. So that when you go through that door and you shift into that next thing and you go into that blessing and you go into those things that you prayed for, you can receive it in the ways that you prayed for it. And that's why it's needed for us to kind of slow down and, and have these moments where we're releasing and taking care of ourselves and doing the things that we may not have been aware of before in the hustle of bustle of trying to get things done. So that when it gets to the point where your blessings are there, you can receive your blessings and you can really, really immerse yourself and feel them and embrace them and receive them, but then also maintain them. Right. And that's so vital. We, f we forget, you know, and that, and that's the thing, uh, the sad thing as, as we get older, we forget to have those moments of profound presence. We do, we get so caught up in adulting that we for we forget that aspect, you know, and I really do feel like children, you know, whether they they're your biological children or just children around you are are that gateway are mm -hmm. that connection you know and and, I, and i'm so grateful that i have that um you know with my nieces that they're they're the ones that kind of get me back there mm -hmm. you know because it's so it, it's such an important part of this path it really really is children's give, children give us so much absolutely so much and it's like we we always think like oh man you know I gotta do so much for my kids and I gotta do all of these things and it's like they're just asking you like hey feed me because I can't feed myself you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nurture me but what I'm gonna give you back is this unconditional love and presence that you can't put a monetary value on. yeah and what 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 they're giving you back is so much more than what you're giving them in reality. Um, so, with that, um, what do you say about some reads before we close out? I'm down for it. Yeah, I I am I am so down for that. So just yeah. give me one second. I'll be right back. Let me just pray. It's funny how my uh, alarm just went off and <laughs> and it had a a song that just sounded like just divine like voice and you know something else that that really came to me too with what we were talking about is that you know there are moments where we feel a sense of lack or we feel a, a, a sense of emptiness in certain aspects of our lives and then when something about being around children is when you see that they have those moments of sadness and feel those things, but it's never something that is 
weighing them down to a point where they feel like there's no way out they they find the light at the end of the tunnel they find their light in the darkness you know children are so resilient you know they and um interesting enough i just wanted to say this really quickly before we start with the reads this morning i was talking with my niece on the phone um she was at the bus stop she just called me she was at the bus stop and one of her friends that she takes the bus with was was crying you know and she kept crying and crying and her brother was trying to comfort her and he was like you know and he he wasn't really he was kind of being mean i'm mm-hmm. not gonna say he was being comforting um he's like if you don't stop we're gonna go back home and she just kept crying and my niece said so well, he reacted probably in the way that her parents react right he heard that from somewhere he learned that from somewhere right if you don't stop you know so and then my niece said but she's just scared you know Mm. haven't you ever gotten scared before you know and he was like yeah but you know like she's she's making a big deal she's like well when you're scared it is a big deal yeah and I was listening to my niece I was like go ahead that's that's my baby well, that's you speaking through her, you know, you. and she was just like, you know, don't don't treat her like that because we've all been scared and we and we know what it's like to be in that space. You know, you're not rational. You're not thinking about how it's looking to other people. You're shit. in you're in that moment. Yeah. Same thing when we're upset, too, you know. And um, my niece told me that she just hugged her because I guess she felt supported in that moment you know mm-hmm. she felt nurtured that someone saw her and understood her in that moment mm-hmm. you know what i mean and they sat together on the bus and then her brother felt bad after that he was like i'm sorry you know it's just you frustrate me sometimes but you know i guess he didn't understand and once my niece put it in perspective for him yeah then it it changed everything yeah you know and then she was happy you know being being her normal self on the bus again because she just needed that moment for someone to see her and acknowledge her feelings you know what i mean that's why she called you though right Mm -hmm. because you are the one who teaches her to use her voice and shows her like hey you know you're reacting in this way because of this and that's okay Mm -hmm. and she saw that moment and she called her foundation to lean on for strength Mm -hmm. look at that look at that beautiful moment and I think for you that's a reminder you know she may not be your baby because you gave birth to her but she's your baby when it comes to spirituality and life and understanding yeah and that's big boo that's true And and she has such a connection with that. I told you she did a she did a show and tell. Um, and it was actually it was like a it was a project where they had to sell a product or um, be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So she made herself a deck of cards. I knew you were gonna tell me it was cards. <laughs> she made a deck. She made a deck of fortune telling <clears throat> cards out of construction paper. Uh-huh. and was giving readings to her students oh yeah to her fellow students oh yeah and 
this made her teacher a little uncomfortable, you know, because this is the Bible it's Belt. Not everybody's open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the Bible Belt here. So it was a little like, and she goes, Yeah, well, I'm going to, I made these fortune telling cards and I'm going to do readings and that's, that's going to be my business, you know, for, for the class exercise mm-hmm. and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I said, So, how many readings people can, cause they had like little stations and like some people were selling food. Mm-hmm. Other people were like selling, you know, one opened up like a pet store. And your and baby, she, your niece was like, nah, I'm gonna give you the she, gift of wisdom. <laughs> but the card, what the cards said were so, <laughs> um, you're gonna, you're gonna get married. You're gonna have two kids. Um, I love it. That's you so know, cute. you're going to one said you're going to die old. And I just I didn't mean to laugh, but it was just so funny. Like the, at least it the, said old. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Nora, why did, you're going to die? Old. She's like, what? And I was like, OK, well, OK. Listen, she made a distinction. It was going to be old. Right. Right. So, so I was be just... happy. In other words, you're going to live a long life. Be happy. You know? <laughs> I just oh my God, I love that so much. I got such I a kick so out of it. I that's really... your influence. That's all you. It is. That's <laughs> that's, that's what made you. it so so funny. And oh then she God, and then that. she drew a picture of me, and she drew a picture, and it's me, you know, with with a crystal ball. That's what oh, she. Man. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah. It, she's that. definitely fascinated and connected in that way. So yeah. Yeah, but also to you, she's one of yours. Boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, you're, you may not be her mother, but she came to you with purpose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, she chose you too. Don't forget, we get to choose everybody in our soul yeah. family. You know, I was gonna say that earlier when we were talking about you know children, um, are they choose you? Yeah, that's what I say about my boys. But then I'm also like, okay, so I also need to remind myself she's he chose his father too you know and I'm like he chose both of us and I'm right. like all right we we both have value and we both have things that we are to teach him and it's a consistent reminder um but we'll go into the reads I'll go first since okay. I already have mine out to give you a chance mm-hmm. to shuffle yeah. um so I picked the hangman mm. and it's time for a change my loves mm-hmm. it's time for a shift it's time to let go of all those old thought patterns that are not serving you well, you know, and I know for a lot of us, it's not easy because for so long we have lived in these states of consistent worry where it's like, I know for me at one point I woke up and I was like, I don't even think I've had a day where I I, I wasn't worried. So worry to me was normal. I thought that was the way that everybody was. And then when I started to realize that it wasn't and I started to be present in the moment and I started to shift my perspective, you know, I found more peace and I found more balance. And I think right now we're really being asked to just take a moment, take a breath, take a look at everything that's going on and try to look at it from a detached point of view, kind of like from the outside in. Mm -hmm. See the situation, but don't see yourself within the situation where you're seeing your wound in that situation. Separate yourself and, and watch it in your head as if it were a movie where you're watching two characters. 
and try to think to yourself, okay, you know what? What is the situation trying to tell me? What is the situation doing? And, you know, for those of us who have those intrusive thoughts where we think of ourselves in just such negative ways or we're consistently worried that something is going to happen, you know, rephrase those thoughts to something of the present moment. Like I know for me with my boys at one point, I was always worried something was going to happen to them. So that thought would pop in and I'd be like, okay, no. Julian and Elijah are safe. They are here with me home. We are sitting, we are playing, we are protected, we are loved. And I kept repeating it anytime a thought like that would come in. So they got to the point where something would pop in my head and it would be the reframed thought that would automatically come up until it wasn't a thing anymore. And, and us as people and as beings and as energy, we have the power to do that. We have the power to switch it. We have the power to can take control of our thoughts because sovereignty of the mind is what we're working for. And I feel like right now it's really asking you to take that step and to try and, and not to try to take control, you know, make that decision. I want something different. I want change. And just that's it. I want change. It's going to change and run with it. Um, for our shadow card, it is the six of staffs, you know, lean, lean into yourself, lean into the good qualities that you have, lean, look at everything that you've ever been through and celebrate yourself from where you've come, the things that you've been through, the the situations that you've been through, you were in moments before where you thought that you would never make it through and you didn't know where you're going to find strength for. And you did. You found strength, you overcame it, you got to the next level, you're here with us now. Celebrate your victories, allow yourself to be proud of yourself. Look at your inner child and sit with your inner child and be like, damn, you know what, we are magical. We are magical, we are beautiful. And we deserve all of the beautiful things in this world. You know, really just take a moment and allow yourself to see yourself or who you are. See yourself. Don't see yourself as others sees you. See yourself as you are and being that you are and the love that you are. Because it's so, it's so important. Yeah. You know? Again, these are the things that we oftentimes forget when we're so caught up in our own BS, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I always had, I had a good friend of mine growing up and he always used to say, you know, what's the, the most damaging thing when you start believing your own bullshit? Yep. And well, it's we went into that, right? Right. Narcissism. Yes. <laughs> when you start, yeah, he said that's the most dangerous thing about this path when when you get cut up and you start believing your own bullshit. And I remember he just said it was kind of random when he said that too, because I was like, what's going on? Like he was really quiet. And then that's what he said. He says, Yeah, I'm you know, I'm starting to Even believe though. I'm starting to believe my own bullshit and I gotta like catch myself right now. <laughs> you know and it's easy when we're operating from those wounds you know oh yeah you're in these wounds you feel like everybody's against you and it's real easy to start believing your own bullshit oh yeah most definitely it's it's true it, it'll start you on a downward spiral so but with that being said um i decided to use my whispers of love oracle today because you know mm -hmm. we were talking about that and, mm -hmm. and i felt that it was just really fitting and i love the artwork so 
the card that I got was consider your foundation. And it's such a beautiful card because it's, it it shows, you know, our connection with spirit as well as nature, you know, and with our loved ones, it's like that whole trifecta, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I feel what this is saying collectively is that when you look into your foundation, it's like what we were talking about. We're looking into our roots, our ancestors, you know, the things that were already set there, were already grounded there before we were even incarnated, mm-hmm. you know, taking an extra look at those things is the link that connects us to our very selves and nature and animals and everything all around us the the whole world around us you know the universe yeah you know we are connected and forever tethered to those aspects you know we get so caught oftentimes so caught up in the 3d things and the mundane day-to-day things that we forget what magical powerful beings we really are yeah so that's basically the message here to to reconnect and and look into that the foundation the roots the 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 grounding aspects of who you are you know and acknowledge that love that own yeah. that how yeah and you know allow yeah. yourself time to build that foundation you want to build a foundation that when the storms come and the weather is crazy that foundation that you've built yourself is unshakable it is it is you know i wanted to look at the bottom of the deck and i just got the card that says i love you Mm. i love you these these are very important words and that's the that's what the card says literally these are very important words and yeah when you're saying i love you you know you're you're speaking that into existence and love itself is is just the purest of soul energy mm-hmm. because there love is love is love energy is multifaceted you know there's different aspects of it you know and the moment you say it is when you open up that frequency when you open up that gateway yeah you know yeah. and it's limitless it's endless possibilities uh, to when you invite love into your life simply by speaking it yeah and loving yourself the first yeah. step mm-hmm. in inviting love into your life is loving yourself when you yeah. love yourself mm-hmm. you open yourself up to a million possibilities and yeah. when you love yourself there is so much more ease in your life yeah and the picture shows a divine being you know like an angel mm-hmm. So I, I feel also this this is this is the divine telling you that you are divinely loved, mm-hmm. you know, um, from the moment you were born, the moment you were incarnated, you were loved and you are still Even loved and you will remain. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's inter- it's eternal. Love mm-hmm. is eternal. You know, you mm-hmm. often hear that saying, love is eternal. It is. It is the one thing that isn't e- eternal in the universe is love. Yeah. You know, true. and it, yeah. when you, yeah, when you finally yeah. understand that and see how important that is, it changes everything. 
Yeah, that's perspective, right? We're being asked oh, yeah. to shift our perspective. Um, to me, too, I have um, an ancestral work that I've been doing and learning. You know, angels are also considered ancestral spirits, you know, part of your oh, yeah. ancestral guides. And, mm-hmm. you know, how how amazing are we to have ancestors and angels and all of these beautiful beings of light? that love us and are here to guide us and protect us, you know, and mm-hmm. really think about that. How, yeah. how fucking special are we? How beautiful are we? How connected are we that we have all of these things that while they are unseen, they make themselves known in the most beautiful ways. Yeah. Angelic power is love. That is their power, you know? So when you can connect with angelic beings you're connecting with the most celestial aspects of love um and oftentimes beyond our understanding but uh over time when you start connecting more and more with loving of the self mm-hmm. it starts to make sense yeah when you what start can, embracing it yeah what you can understand with words you can understand with feeling can oh yeah felt. absolutely absolutely i couldn't agree more but this is nice. This yes. is very, I feel like so wholesome. You can tell we love each other so much. Right. right. <laughs> this was this was I feel needed. I think I, I think uh this this message today, the messages, because it was multiple messages mm-hmm. here. I think it's something that everyone can take with them, mm-hmm. you know, as a reminder, you know, that you are not alone, that you are loved, you are supported. You know, and once again, guys, if, you know, if ever there's any uh, moments where you feel that you have nowhere to turn, you could always reach out to us. You know, we always got our info down below where you could drop us a message and, you know, share your thoughts. And we respond. Yeah. We respond like. Because we we love you guys. (laughs) We love you guys. This is why we do this. Yeah. (laughs) If you need us, reach out. Like, Mm -hmm. even if you just need somebody to talk to about spiritual things and 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 don't have someone in your life that you can do that with we are here oh we're here we love you that is our niche we enjoy it full like wholeheartedly mm-hmm. I, i'm hearing that song you remember that song by diana ross reach out and touch somebody's hand make this world a better place i do remember but the gothic girl in me is like more the industrial reach out and so it's fake i'm like the manson version (laughs) oh the the, the pesh mode (laughs) listen i can only be who i am (laughs) i know listen i'm not mad at it it's a good those are both amazing songs those both have the messages still (laughs) it it sure is it definitely is so oh man so with that being said guys this is deep soul awakenings and until next time peace Thanks for listening to this episode and continuing on this journey with us. Be sure to join our growing communities on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to have you back with us next week. Thank you for allowing us to be your voice. Until next time, remember to take care and be kind to yourself.